0: Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding y. What is really lovely about presenting this podcast, I'm Alicia, by the way, the host, if you don't already know, is that I communicate with you, the listeners, so much, and you are so forward thinking and giving when it comes to suggesting topic ideas and questions. So today's episode is courtesy of a lovely listener called Charlotte who wrote to me recently and I'm just going to read it. So let's see. I'm just going to read the email and you'll go, Oh, it all makes sense. Hello, Alicia. I'm loving the podcast. I'm getting married in October this year, but only discovered the podcast after you were on BBC4 Women's Hour. If you haven't heard that, Google it. It's a fantastic Uh, radio show slash podcast that is all about women's issues and it's bloody tops and I was delighted to be asked to be on a guest on that show and it's actually introduced me to so many new listeners who we haven't heard about Save the Date before. She says, since then I've been listening to the back episodes and catching up on all of the great guests and ideas. I wondered whether you could do an episode on different aspects of trying to have an ethical wedding. This was important to us from the beginning and my fiancé bought me an engagement ring which was made with fair trade gold which can be traced from the mine to the ring. We bought ours from Cred which is a fantastic ethical jewellery store in London and uh, there are many others. It's so special to us to know that the engagement and wedding rings have benefited the communities where the gold was mined as well as symbolising our love for one another. There are lots of ideas out there about how to do different ethical things for your wedding and it would make a really good podcast, she says, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more, Charlotte. Thank you for all the great episodes. Take care. So, Charlotte, here's the thing. I love getting suggestions from you, the listeners. If you don't tell me what you want... Well, then I'll just do what I want. And that's not always the right thing. So when I read this email, I thought, my gosh, that's such a good suggestion because a lot of us, I hope all of us are environmentally and ethically inclined. If you put out your recycling as you should, you are environmentally Inclined. Now, probably not as much as some people that say, I am not going to buy anything like Charlotte saying that is made in an environment, a sweatshop environment. Now, we don't like hearing that our lovely, inexpensive, fashionable clothings are probably made in some sort of godforsaken hell den in uh, Asia and also India and. Bangladesh and all these countries that really need our support rather than us saying, yes, we're going to purchase clothes for five bucks or five pounds and buy sort of disposable things are perhaps made In awful conditions by underprivileged people. So when we are talking about weddings and a joyous, wonderful occasion, we probably want to block that shit out. We don't want to hear about it. But to be honest, this is a time when you are spending a lot of money and when you are making decisions about a day that's really important to you. So why not go that extra mile and make a couple of small changes that can in turn deeply affect other people's lives. Now, I had never thought about this in that way, and I really wish that we had thought more about this prior to planning our wedding... But for me, taking this opportunity today to present these ideas to you, I feel like it's a little way to give back and also hopefully encourage you to make a small change in not saying you have to take everything up that I'm going to talk about today, but perhaps make some small changes that can really go a long way in helping the community and also helping people in faraway lands that we don't often think about because it's easier to do that than to not. And you're probably going, oh, shut up, you pinko lefty. But, you know, perhaps even if you're super right wing, well, look, even super right wing people hopefully care about people in sweatshops. If you don't, fuck off. That's basically what I'm going to say. That's a bit harsh for a wedding podcast, but I feel deeply about that. We can all go about our business and forget these things, but hopefully today we'll make some changes. All right. Do you hear me just stepping down off my high horse? There it is let's get on with some ideas. Let's come up with some ethical and environmentally friendly ideas that you can make to plan a fucking great wedding. She said fuck twice, three times now in the podcast. That's got to be a bit of a record. Five minutes in. Gee whiz. I think I've made my swear quota for the episode. Let's just move on. We'll pretend, pretend that didn't happen. So to really kick off this episode, I wanted to bring up, well, the first thing that Charlotte suggested that she and her partner did was look into ethical gold and diamonds. Now, you've probably seen the film Blood Diamond with the incredibly sexy and attractive Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, if if you haven't seen it, watch it. He's attractive. And also, it's a really great film to discuss uh, the concept, well, it tells a true story, in a filmic way, about where these diamonds, these sparkly, gorgeous things that we wear on our rings, ears and uh, necks come from. And to be honest, it sucks where diamonds can uh, come from and the awful violence, the The poverty and the human rights abuses that are sometimes attached to these wonderful, joyous things. So I will say definitely, if you want an easy watch, it's not an easy watch, it's pretty emotional. uh, But if you want to just watch a film and learn at the same time, and you haven't seen Blood Diamond, I would suggest that you go about getting that on Netflix. Now, the idea that you can perhaps give your business when it comes to purchasing uh, your wedding ring, you've probably already got your engagement ring if you're a lucky ducky, then perhaps you could now try and look into some of these jewellery manufacturers and suppliers that support fair labour practices, that support the idea of eradicating human rights abuses when it comes to children and people with extreme poverty being Taken advantage of in these areas where the diamonds are sourced, we also need to be very careful. They're often called conflict-free diamonds, which is another way to say why uh, where they're coming from and how they've come about from the mines to the jewellery shops that you might be visiting in a in a mall or in the high street. They're also often suppliers that are looking at trying to find them in in. Environmentally friendly way. Again, diamonds originate from mines that uh, have been, the diamonds have been under the ground for millions of years. And often communities that are in the areas of the diamond mines are completely reliant on these diamonds being found and diamonds being sold and it gets very competitive. And to be honest, the people that are mining the diamonds, they're not seeing the money that the jewelry shop that you perhaps purchased your diamonds from. They're getting a very small percentage of that raw diamond, uh, the profits that the raw diamond brings them. So that's the first thing. If you are in the in the market for a wedding ring, which hopefully you are, Perhaps just take an extra 10 to 15 minutes to make sure whoever you are purchasing that from are in the business of not buying blood diamonds and not buying diamonds that are found by children or people that have been suffering terrible uh, human rights abuses or in the abject poverty and finding people that are supporting ethically sourced diamonds and that are adhering to strict labor, trade and environmental standards. There it is. They are big words for me to say, but I think it is well worth it. To be honest, looking at the websites today, half of the websites that I've found that say they are uh, pro-conflict-free diamonds aren't charging any more than the diamonds, the companies that aren't saying that. So you'd be sort of crazy not to try and support these sort of companies. That is my first suggestion. Do it and feel good about yourself and flash it around. And also you can say, excuse me, yes, it is a lovely diamond ring. Did you know it's an ethical, it's a conflict-free, ethically secure, sound diamond ring? And you can sound like a tosser, but also you're deep down a very good person inside. In episode 69 of the Save the Date Wedding podcast, uh, from memory, it was titled... How to Not Break the Bank with Your Wedding Flowers, I interviewed a florist, a London florist called Sarah from The Flower Bird, and she said said something that really piqued my interest when it came to the idea of making sure that your wedding flowers, post-wedding, are looked after. They're not just chucked in the bin. You've spent a lot of money, put a lot of time into thinking about these wonderful flowers, and perhaps it would be really nice to be able to pass on the joy of the, floral arrangements to people that are uh, in a not-so-great situation. I'm talking about the idea that you can recycle your flowers by giving them and donating them to hospices, hospitals, and uh, old-aged old folks' homes it's a really simple process. A lot of the charities and organizations will come to your venue and pick them up. You'll never have to actually do anything out of your schedule or time around your wedding. And often a lot of uh, hotels and event companies will be involved with the charity as well. So all you need to do is ask your wedding planner or also ask your venue if they are aligned with one of these charities or organizations. And if they aren't, ask why not and what the hell they do with their flowers. Because also by asking, they might not realize this stuff exists and you might be able to push them in the right direction of perhaps also donating flowers. Because if you think about it, hotels especially and big function centers have a lot of events that have gorgeous floral design that I imagine would just be chucked out afterwards. And can you imagine some nana sitting in a home somewhere? that's shitty and miserable, being able to have fresh flowers in her room or fresh flowers in a common room. I think that's just really lovely. Also people that are um, terminally ill in a hospice, if they don't have friends and family around that are bringing them lovely flowers for their room and making their environment nice. How nice is it to think that you can pass on these beautiful floral arrangements that you've had at your wedding and know that that is bringing a bit of joy into their lives. So may I suggest that you Google uh, flower donation or recycling in your area, in your local area, and find where you can perhaps donate your flowers to. The other thing, if you don't want to donate it to charity, why? Why? Another question for you is, or perhaps you would like to give them to your guests, have your MC or host at the end of the night, encourage your guests, your family and friends to take the flowers home. All I'm saying is wherever they go, make sure they aren't just thrown in the bin at the end of the night, because it's a huge expense to be just chucked out. And also for someone not to be able to enjoy them later would be a real shame. The next suggestion, I think amongst all of you, isn't probably going to be that popular because you're going to be saying, listen, I'm getting married. I want the gifts. But some people perhaps are in the situation where they are lucky enough to not need homewares. They're living together. They perhaps have all of the physical items that they already need and they have in their lives, and perhaps you're in a financial situation where you're paying for your own honeymoon. Now, you, I am not saying don't ask for gifts and don't have friends generously gift you honeymoons and that sort of stuff, but if you're in the position where perhaps you don't need that, would you perhaps consider asking your guests to make a donation to a charity? And now that sounds very George Costanza's human fund, if you don't know what I'm talking about, in the episode of Seinfeld, George came up with a very wily plan. Oh, I'm not going to explain it to you. Just listen to this. Ooh, something from Whatley. See, you give and you get. This holiday season, a donation has been made in your name to the Children's Alliance. Oh, that's nice. I got him Yankee tickets. He got me a piece of paper saying I've given your gift to someone else. To a children's charity. Don't you see how wrong that is? Where's your Christmas spirit? An eye for an eye. <laughs> Hey, check this out I gotta give uh, Christmas presents to everyone down at Kruger So I'm pulling a Whatley A donation has been made in your name to the Human Fund What is that? Made it up <laughs> The Human Fund Money for people What do you huh? It has a certain understated stupidity now, of course, I'm not suggesting that you pull a Costanza and make up a charity because you'd be a total shit bloke if that was the case. But I am suggesting that perhaps it might be fun to come up with a charity of your choice that, you know, means something to you. And instead of accepting gifts or money that you're going to spend elsewhere, perhaps you could donate a portion or all of your very generous gifts from friends and family especially if you are connected to a charity in your family if you have an illness that perhaps someone has unfortunately suffered or if you have something that you believe in in your local community it could be a nice way to even just give a portion of your honeymoon fund or something to people and then you get you get karma credits not that i really believe in that but you know it's nice When it comes to your wedding attire, I think if you have listened to last episode, the Q&A episode uh, number 82 of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, you would have heard me talk about renting bridesmaids and wedding dresses. That is an ethically, a very positive ethical move when it comes to not wasting dresses as We all know a lot of people say that they're going to reuse the dress or they're going to dye it black and wear it somewhere, which will never happen. Maybe 1% will actually ever do that or resell it, which is a great idea uh, if you are motivated to do that. One thing is really important to think about when you are buying a wedding dress. If you're buying one of these cheapo dresses from China, Again, great prices, not discouraging that, but I always sort of suggest you have a think about where you're purchasing it and why the hell it is so cheap. I'm not having a go at the idea of clothing manufactured overseas because I bet if we all took off our clothes right now and checked the labels, most of it would not be made in the country that you are sitting in right now. Fine. Fine. I'm fully supportive of overseas manufacturing. Just be careful if you're spending, I don't know, £50 on a wedding dress that's guaranteed to look like a £2,000 or dollar wedding dress. Firstly, it ain't going to look like that. And secondly, we have to question how it is possible for that dress to be made for $50 and or $200 even and where it's coming from and what materials are being used. When I was Googling ethical wedding dresses, I actually found a company called Celia Grace or Celia Grace, if you are pronouncing it correctly. I hope I mean what do I know? The website is Celia Grace dot com Created by a lady called Marcy, who searched high and low for a wedding dress that matched her human rights and environmental values, but came up short. She couldn't find anyone that could actually say that it wasn't made in a sweatshop or it wasn't using, you know, Demontes that were sourced from, DeMontis aren't sourced, they're manufactured, I know that. but weren't using things that weren't necessarily eco-friendly or being able to just find out where the hell all the stuff came from that made the dress. So she went about trying to create. Well, she did create this company that it makes wedding dresses that are fair trade. Uh, they empower um, the production of the dresses and uh, fair in fair trade conditions. And she also uses eco silks. Um, And small batch fabrics that aren't full of chemicals and they reduce the environmental or carbon footprint, as you were going to say. What is also lovely about her dresses is that they are made in countries such as Cambodia and um, they are integrating the idea of supporting local communities that have a history of silk weaving and trying to really encourage people that are in those communities to basically keep up this amazing skill that they've been doing, their families have been doing for years and years and years and providing them with the option to work in a fair trade and happy environment. So I think it's wonderful if you can look a bit more into where your wedding dress is made and how it goes about being made and what it's being made with is a really great thing. It's a great thing to be able to support uh, small communities, especially supporting other women. What's lovely about Celia Grace is seeing and reading on their website about how much they're empowering women, especially in small, small sort of sewing groups in Cambodia and India, who are producing these beautiful dresses and raising awareness about their conditions as well. No child labour, and also the idea that you can celebrate your Cultural heritage, this idea that these women have been sewing for years and years and years and passing these skills on to their their children and their families is lovely. So if you want to check it out, it's celia-grace.com. And uh, I follow uh, all of their pages on my social media pages. So if you want to get in touch, you can go via me too. Share the word that I've, I've sort of recommended. I don't get anything for it, just the glory, the power and the glory. I love it. When it comes to food and booze and favours, one easy way to reduce your carbon footprint and also be able to support local vendors is to purchase things locally. If you know you have a wonderful brewery down the road or you live near vineyards, then contact them directly and ask how you would go about purchasing alcohol, especially in bulk And also the wonderful thing is we did this and we found a vineyard we really liked and we just approached them via their cellar door by the website and said, what sort of deal could you do if we buy just exclusively your wine for our wedding and paid for the shipping? Again, If you can put it in a car and drive down the road, probably a lot better. This was in the next state across from us. But we found it to be a wonderful wine. We really loved it. And we knew supporting a vineyard, a local vineyard, was one way that we could give back. If you are into your really good food, you could also perhaps do a bit of a locally produced menu. If you live in an area that has awesome cheese or fruit or whatever, ask your caterer if they can incorporate these wonderful produce, fresh produce into your wedding food. If you are taking that extra step, it could be really nice to theme it, to have a local fair trade-y, hipster-y theme in your menu. There is nothing cooler and trendier than that. People will be hella impressed when you come up with this idea and say, hey, these eggs that you're eating right now, although I don't know what you're eating, maybe this cake was produced three minutes down the road. Also, I did say uh, one big thing with Etsy a lot of people don't realize is when you are searching for various things on Etsy, if you go into the left sidebar, If you scroll down, uh, if you're in the Etsy main page, you can actually hone in on your search area. So if you are looking for locally produced and manufactured stationery and accessories and favours... It's nice if you want to then go and actually physically touch the product, pick it up, meet the person that's making it. You can really hone in on a search area where you can buy exclusively locally produced goods from Etsy. Uh, also, of course, you can do that on eBay, etc. But it's probably not going to be handmade. So if you are looking to purchase, think about buying locally locally. It reduces the carbon footprint and also it encourages local suppliers, produce growers and uh, artists to really thrive and I can't think of anything better than giving someone the opportunity to be able to share their amazing skills and uh, be able to support them a little bit in giving them business for your wedding day one very easy way to save money and also be environmentally friendly is to cut the cars, honestly. Especially if you are really only being transported a couple of miles or kilometers. Instead of getting an old school Rolls Royce or some sort of fancy car, book an Uber, seriously. If you are to cut out some of the wedding transport. It really cuts down on the budget. And also, to be honest, I've said this before, if you're showing up to the church or your event and all of your guests are inside and no one sees you turning up in this big, flashy fuck-off car, then no one's going to know if you turn up in a nice, suave Uber Lux or something like that, or a Prius, for the love of God, you could do that and no one is going to be any more the wiser. For you doing that. So that's a decision I think if you are trying to cut money but also have a little bit of an ethical chip on your shoulder in a good way, then I would say simply go along, hire a private car, and don't necessarily go for five or six of these big, expensive, showy, vintage cars that burn through the diesel and are pretty expensive. Also, I've shared my ideas quite a few times about wedding favors and how I believe a lot of the time people are just giving other people shit that they have to get rid of later on, but they feel guilty so they hold on to for a couple of weeks and then it goes straight in the bin. As much as giving favors is a lovely idea, a lot of the times people are buying I don't know, just mass produced crap that they leave on the table. And it means nothing. So if you want to perhaps think, shift your ideas, think differently when it comes to what you're giving as favors, if you want to give favors at all, then perhaps give people, I don't know, a plant or a tree a sapling, something or some seeds, something they can go home and say, plant a tree to remember my wedding day. I mean, how self-righteous is that? Every time you visit their home, you can visit your tree. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. To be honest, when we were little kids, my uncle worked for a hospital and they had the opening of this brand new hospital and gave all of the people that turned up a celebration tree. And the trees were in a tiny little pot plant And we took them home to my grandparents' house. And all of the grandkids, there were six of us, I think we all planted our own trees. And I'm now 34 years old. And every time I go back and I visit my wonderful Poppy, who is 94 years old, I go and visit my tree. And my tree went so batshit crazy, it had to be cut well, it had to be cut, not cut down completely, but trimmed heavily because it was bigger than the power lines. Now, that was something, it was a really clever way of the hospital to make us feel great because they were giving us this gift of this tree. But also, it became a real tradition. Whenever we'd visit Poppy, it was, was a competition as to who whose tree was bigger and whose tree was better, mine, clearly, and it was a really nice way to symbolize I don't care about the hospital but remember that date and remember that time when we were kids when we planted that tree so that could be a nice thing to do if you are though giving people some sort of living thing as a gift and people are traveling this is not good for a destination wedding because if you're going to do any sort of international travel immediately this will be confiscated from you and also think about seeds and saplings if people are traveling long distances it's probably not practical but if you're getting married locally it could be a great idea and a lovely little thing that won't cost very much go along to a garden center or a nursery and get their advice about what might be a nice gift a nice way to package up small saplings to say hey plant this in your garden or on your balcony remember our day and uh, get some Oh, I was going to say photosynthesis. There is something from high school or primary school out there. Encourage some oxygenation. Do your thing. Do the right thing. Do your thing for the environment. Another thing you could also do is... Purchase secondhand bridal magazines. This is something I can't believe people don't do more of. Honestly, when I had finished planning the wedding, when we had finished planning the wedding, let's be honest, I was probably the only one reading the bridal magazines. I put all of the bridal magazines on eBay at a dollar or something, and they ended up being bid up to about 40 bucks. But if you think about it, when you're buying a bridal magazine, most of them, I know in Australia were retailing at 8 or $9 a pop. And you generally collect quite a few. So make sure you go on to websites like FreeCycle or eBay and either give away your wedding magazines or donate them, offer them for free. The Reddit wedding forum, I often see people going online and saying, I've got this for free. Give me this. We'll swap. We'll share. And uh, by offering to pay postage, that's another way to pass on your wedding magazines and not just be throwing them in the bin or even the recycling bin. And I know that another bride out there would be loving loving it sick to be able to be reading your wedding magazines. And also there are other brides out there that may not have the money to purchase wedding magazines, but there's something really nice about when you get engaged, flicking through those magazines. So have a look on eBay. And if you know someone that would appreciate your wedding magazines, give them to them unless you've just cut them all up and made a scrapbook. Otherwise, then perhaps recycle the remnants. So there it is. Ethical and environmentally friendly weddings. If you have an idea that I haven't covered today, I would love to hear about it because I think this is a great topic that should be spoken about more. There's so much emphasis on consumerism and buying. There's not much talk about what happens to all the shit that we purchase after the wedding day. Again, I've said it very, very early on in the podcast. We really went into our wedding with the idea that we would on-sell anything that we didn't need after it. And I'm not kidding. I sold tablecloths as I just said, wedding magazines. We bought little tiny milk jars, these cute little vintage looking milk jars that we use for our cocktails. If you look at my Pinterest page, you can see all of the images of this stuff. As soon as we got home, I put them in the dishwasher and put them straight back up on eBay and basically got my money back for those. So we didn't want this stuff hanging around. We knew we were moving overseas. We didn't need it. And we knew that other people would enjoy it far more than us uh, just you know chucking it out, so think outside the box, make sure you recycle and and get some bargains. There are so many great forums where you can pick up fantastic bridal bargains, and again it 's a glass jar it 's a tablecloth, things are laundered, things can be used again. We live in a very wasteful society, so let 's not add to it. Oh, what a pleasure it has been to spend this half an hour with you today. If you have a question for the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Thursday episode, the Q&A episodes, get in touch. Visit savethedatepodcast.com. And if you love slash like slash tolerate... Well, I don't really want to hear it if you tolerate. If you enjoy the podcast, spread the word. I would be very much appreciative and uh, sending you glowing good vibes if you leave me an iTunes review or a Stitcher review. All you need to do is go to the iTunes homepage where you find your podcasts, find Save the Date Wedding Podcast and click review and rate. And then other brides and grooms, And bridal party members will be able to find the Save the Date Wedding Podcast and spread the word. Thank you so much again to Charlotte for suggesting today's topic. Again, if you have a topic that I haven't covered or you would like more information, do get in touch. And until Thursday, happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.